0: I got it. Hold on. I just ordered some tacos, too. I had one real quick. That's why I was
1: late. The other one's sitting Oh, I see that. You ordered two tacos?
0: Yeah. I usually just what? order two. These guys, they make the little fat ones. And then I'll just have, like, a snack after, a so fruit or something. Is two your
1: sweet spot for tacos? Like, you don't go for three ever? Three is the standard, I think. That's my standard, is three.
0: Yeah, yeah. I started. I started switching it up to two. I don't know why, but now I'm pretty good with two.
1: Cost effective. That's why
0: it is cost effective. I think these are three fifty a taco.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That two tacos at like six bucks versus three at close to ten is that's a huge difference right there.
0: Yeah, I'd do three for nine.
1: Three for nine is dope deal. I'll take that. But yeah, taco. Um, but you t- but you eat two and you're not, you. in the back of your head, you're always thinking like, damn, I should have just pulled out the extra one. Let me just eat some like chocolate chip cookies to finish myself off.
0: Not chocolate chip cookies. That would be, that's a bad recipe. Maybe something healthier. But these tacos, they're a little bit on the chubby side. So two of them, you're okay. What was happening is I kept ordering three, and then like after the third one, I would just feel like I can't do anything now, like so full that I started
2: getting just the two. Now, does the day of the week? But it's two. Does the day of the week have anything to do with you ordering the tacos today? Taco Tuesday. No, it's actually my
0: wife is slammed. I'm tired, and I ordered tacos. But when I
1: did get them, I surprised my wife and I yelled out Taco Tuesday. My door, So, dumb. so two <laughs> leaves you feeling okay, but does it leave you feeling satisfied?
0: You know what? Satisfied is probably two and a half, to be honest. Because yeah, if I have, I only had one right now, just to hold me over the this the recording. If I had two, I would probably be like down for a third, but I'm not craving the third. If that makes sense? Because I know if I had three,
1: I'd be like I'm done. See the dilemma with ordering. Or having like Mexican food and tacos with me is always like, well, I could just order one burrito and that's it, you know? Yeah. You're never going to have more than one burrito. Nah. But with tacos, it's always between two and three. You order two, you save money, but then you kind of feel like, damn, I could fit a little, I could fit one more. And, And there's no two and a half unless you split the third one with somebody, but that never happens. Nah, you can't split a taco either.
0: Yeah, it's tough if it if the place sells those little tacos you know which ones i'm talking about they're usually mostly in restaurants though they're just like shrunken tacos but these this is like a
1: pretty decent mexican spot so they're they're fat boys but are you eating the the corn crunchy tortillas or you're eating like the soft these are soft i don't really do the the crunchy tortillas i know they're good
0: they're they're good at taco bell but when I order them at a at like a local Mexican spot or, a res- or a restaurant, I don't you even got, really see them at the menu
1: that much. You got a you got a little, a little bit fatter ones with them when they're soft.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, because you can stuff them a little bit. But there's a new Taco Bell that opened up down
1: the street, and we tried it. Oh damn! Right down the street—that's yeah. dangerous. Yeah, down the street. <clears throat>
0: It's good. Taco Bell's good, man. People sleep on it.
1: That's too close <laughs> to be safe. Having a Taco Bell down the street is that that's dangerous. Cuz you're going to see it every day, you know?
0: You see it every day, yeah.
1: And every time you see a Taco Bell, it make you think about it, so.
0: You hear the bell.
1: Bong. <laughs> or you hear the chihuahua that was popular back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Taco Bell is
0: is good. What I do get Taco Bell, I just keep it simple. I just get like the tacos, the basic tacos. A little bit of hot sauce crunchy I do get the crunchy at taco Bell because they when you bite into them it's so satisfying
1: see i'm I'm the opposite I can't do regular at taco Bell if I do regular stuff i would I'd, I'd prefer to just go to like an actual Mexican restaurant for that so when i do taco Bell I have to go for like their special items like their what their what's chalupa, their chalupas or their crunch wrap supreme and that type of stuff okay just because it's like you know you're not gonna get that anywhere you Scott w- Scott when's the last time you had taco Bell college <laughs> <laughs> really yes college I have i wasn't i i was I wasn't a big fan of Taco Bell until recently I, I'm still not a big fan but i i had I had like boycotted it for years just because stomach issues I'd have with if it if you like, watch
2: if you I watch the I YouTube think. videos that the employees who work at Taco Bell you'll then realize why you have the stomach issues
0: I watch it yeah, but you can't you can't do that to yourself, Scott. And that goes for
1: any restaurant. You know, you can't. Watch you
2: know it. what? The restaurants I go to, they don't have employees that make videos. <laughs> like exactly.
1: That. I I used to not eat it because of that, but you know, I gave them a second shot like a year ago, and you know, in the past year, I've had Taco Bell maybe like four or five times. So, well, they had like salmonella
0: breakout. Oh, oh, while, wow, right?
2: Like, tw- no, nah, was that them?
0: Yeah, it was like the lettuce. I'm they sure, that
1: wasn't Chipotle.
2: Yes, they they had yeah. well they had a, they it? had an issue with I think their yeah that well, was didn't Chipotle. they have an issue with their chicken? I I think it had I think, had, I think that, they 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 had a was, huge
1: issue that cost them like that was, the supply,
2: that was a that was like, a I think an issue with the supplier. It wasn't an issue in the individual restaurants, but when they were delivering the product, the, the ingredients, then that of course an issue, and they had to shut down the restaurants, and like.
1: The, the thing with Taco Bell you're thinking of is they there was, like, a controversy over the type of meat they were using for their ground beef that it was, like, fake meat. It wasn't even, like— Same thing with—
0: 100%. Nah, that, 100%. that was Subway. Subway using fake shrimp.
1: <laughs> no, that was, no, that was Taco Bell also.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: 100% that was Taco Bell also.
0: I think Taco Bell also may have had— Correct me if I'm wrong, but was it E. coli? Is that a thing? I know it's a thing, but
1: is that like a food thing? I don't remember yes, okay. them having health issues, health or sanitary issues. I just remember the controversy being.
2: Eaten. But what?
1: They actually they had to actually change yes. their ingredient, and then they like came out and advertised that it's like 100
2: percent real, real meat. But when was last time? When was yeah. last time you went to Wendy's? Because did you hear about their idea of doing price surging, like Uber and Lyft? That's like. That's the yeah. big headline today. So how would that work exactly?
0: Like if you go there during lunchtime?
2: I can't. I so. But I don't think anyone was that desperate to get to a Taco Bell, get to a Wendy's and pay more for the food. I think people more go for the price than they go for, oh, let's go and get. I don't know also if it's you're pr- paying more because you're doing delivery or you pay more based on the yeah. demand at that location. Physically going there—that's I, wild. I, I, I can't. I
1: can't get behind price surge for food. Like people are, you know, people get hungry at different times.
2: I understand food. if you. I get. Yeah, I get, I get if you go to selfish. a fancy restaurant and you're going on New Year's, or on a holiday, and you pay more, but not when you're going. <laughs> Why is that? Who goes what? to?
0: wait why why is that okay they,
1: they should there shouldn't be a premium label pricing on food i know but I, yes like it is food is it is what it is it costs what it costs yes uh, we already got enough but if you're to going with whatever yeah no. but restaurants do that
2: well they do that but they'll do that for like for thanksgiving or they'll do it for like a holiday valentine's day is a- right but they're valentine's not gonna do day it for food. like by the way right. since there's a lot of people that want the food at 2 p.m we're gonna Increase the price twenty percent for no reason, and have it be like a a steady flow, like the stock market. but
0: Yeah, I'm just curious if you go there at like four o'clock,
2: do you get like a fifty percent discount? Because it's just slow. You'll never get a discount. It only gets ra- they're not going to lower the price. They're going to keep. They're only going to raise the price from the regular prices. Okay. I haven't been to Wendy's in a long neither, time. So neither I long am I. Time. Hey. Got all the local
0: stations talk about them, but, but I, I go to Mickey D's once in a while because there's a, there's a one around the corner too. Um, you live in a you live in a
2: dangerous area.
0: No, yeah, food wise, <laughs> yes. yeah, but you know why? Because I live off of Broadway, ah, okay. and so within a few blocks, of it kind of. Right. That McDonald's has been there forever. It's a staple, but the the, um, is, anyway. Is that I the one on 50th? Um, no, no. I live in oh, town. Okay. No, not near yeah, my okay. work. near where I live. But anyway, McDonald's is expensive, man. I go there just for like me. My wife always just gets like chicken nuggets and then I'll get like the Big Mac and fries. But you're paying like 16 $18. That's
1: Yeah, you're you're com- you're coming in at close. That's to the
2: New York City McDonald's prices, McDonald's, yeah. I guess. That's New York City What do you got over there, Scott? I don't know. I've not walked in one in quite a while, but I'll do that. Walk in one, or just look I'll online. look online. Did, did, there's no, yeah. The I guess price. there's not that much available on that dollar menu anymore. They don't do that dollar. Menu. They don't. It's no. now. The, That's yeah, a Back got in the, the day fifteen dollar menu. Yeah. It's the come, come <laughs> yeah, for the fifteen dollar yeah. menu. Instead of getting something for twenty, get thirty dollars, you'll get it for fifteen. Okay. And hopefully, you won't get sick it's when you price, finish yeah. eating
0: it. I'll tell you, a McDonald's burger is still one of the best burgers you can have. I
2: will... I will... let you say that.
1: (laughs) No? Come on, guys. Hi, guys. Well, every industry is in upheaval at the moment with everything going on. What do you guys think about this AI technology from OpenAI? It's made the rounds this week, specifically with an interview coming out from Tyler Perry. I think a few outlets got in touch with him. But the ones I looked up was the the article from variety and he actually gave us sit down interview with a Hollywood reporter where they he actually answered questions with them back and forth. But this thing looks crazy, guys. What do you what are your thoughts? What are your opinions? Do you guys agree with what Tyler's saying? Quick background. Tyler Perry came out last week, saying that he's putting an indefinite halt. To his $800 million expansion to his production studio, he was planning on expanding, on adding 12 sound stages Dang. to his whopping 330-acre property. Is this in Atlanta? Um, I'm not sure where it is, actually. I didn't, I didn't see from, I didn't get that one from any of the articles. I just assumed off the top of my head it was in LA, but you're right, it might be in Atlanta. That's a big hub for things nowadays. But indefinite, he's indefinitely put it on hold. He's quoted as being saying his mind was blown.
2: His studio is yeah. after
1: after after seeing the capabilities and the capabilities he's referring to is sort of a, a video that OpenAI made public as of right now. It was ten days ago. It has one point six million views on YouTube, and it's just like a ten minute video just showcasing their current capabilities this thing isn't even out yet this is like them wanting to get feedback on it right now with what it can do and like this isn't the finished product guys i don't i don't know what the hell it's gonna be but this thing looks
2: crazy so tyler perry studio is in atlanta but yeah okay that makes sense So i'm surprised that he needs to expand his studio because he already has quite a large facility I guess it depends on how much demand there is to create so much, you know, film and TV shows all simultaneously because there's su- the there's so much saturation of content. It's just a matter of if he already has deals already in place or he's hoping to produce more. or he just, uh, just I think, I they were, he
0: got lost on the headline there, Scott. He basically he just put um, a, I'm sorry, Pedro. Go ahead.
1: No, one of the articles referenced that he recently signed a deal with Netflix to bring like his like movies and productions on there. So he's, he's Mm -hmm. getting work and he's going to be getting work. So that probably had to do with it. But he he mentioned that it been in the works for a while now. He's been planning on expanding. So it's not like something that he just came up with and then decided not to.
0: I... Yeah, so basically he he put the expansion on pause after seeing OpenAI's video creations. Yeah, I I might do the same. I I think it's a little early. You know, the quote here is, Jobs are going to be lost. But didn't he just kill Jobs by not opening the studio in a way? Yeah,
1: he mentioned that he actually feels bad for like the sort of like the carpenters and...
0: The, yeah, all the contractors
1: and everything. The unions and the contractors that he was going to have. And these are just people that they're not even in the film industry. They're just people that were going to like build sets and like build his set and stuff. You know, this isn't even talking about like the motion artists or special effects artists that gonna are going to have. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So the OpenAI text to video model is, yeah, it's really impressive. It still feels like AI to me. But again, this is only, I think it's a closed beta. I'm not sure if it's open or closed, but he certainly has access to it and he can, he can see firsthand what, what it can do, I'm sure. It's immensely impressive. So I was actually, I'm on Twitter every day. I'm on X every day. And I think it was Sunday night of last week when Sam Altman, who's the CEO of OpenAI, when he started asking people to send him prompts for videos and then he just started dropping these videos on Twitter, like live and everybody went nuts. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. People should be worried to some degree. AI is gonna, you know, take jobs away for sure. I don't know how it's gonna impact film industry. First, you know, it's gonna be studios are gonna want to use it to save money. Right. Create, create like backgrounds, create scenes. You can do a, an entire like Nat Geo documentary on this thing with just prompts. You can create anything you want in a way. I don't know what it means for writers and actors. I think there should be some protections in place, and I think that they are, but those are another immense threat right now after this thing just went live.
2: From what from from the animations I, that were shown, it there's not that much movement. There's a scene that's established, and there's some movement, but it you st- it's still a whole other part to perfect is the movement of the mouth. I don't think you're watching the right video, Scott. This thing is no, insane. I know. I I did uh, see it. That it does look fairly realistic, but in a. a it's many, many yeah. different videos that were
0: posted, and they're still being dropped today on on Twitter.
1: Yeah, check out the YouTube, the 10-minute YouTube video on the link, uh, Scott. If you skip through it, you'll see different mm. scenes. I think what's most impressive to me right now is that it's a mix of, like, realistic stuff, like tourists walking around a famous city versus, like, you know, like a Pixar, like, bootleg of like a little creature just like a little squirrel Mm -hmm. like surfing and stuff so they're doing it's capable of things that are like realistic shots and things that are like cg shots did you guys have one in particular that really like blew your mind
0: yeah and the reason i bring up so the link you shared this is a collection of all the videos they dropped on twitter i hadn't seen all of them but i seen the puppies one is insane but the one that really blew me away was It was a close-up shot of an ant following like a a line of ants through the jungle. And it's like a shot that you would see on a National Geographic documentary. It blew me away. The Spaceman one is probably the the one that's making its rounds on Twitter a lot. It's pretty cool.
2: I think the most impressive one is seeing the woman in bed with the cat. The way the, the, yeah, the way that the with the way the light sits on it. And then that that's the realism I think to start off with, I think it's certainly gonna make Pixar and Disney go why are we spending all this time animating when in a matter of a few seconds or whatever amount of time it takes, it renders out the scene and they can come up with movies really quickly and make it look realistic.
1: Yeah. So I, just so I'm just so I'm understanding correctly, you guys. These, like for example, the woman with the cat in the bed. This, that's not a real person, right? No. This is. See, that's every video that's is crazy. entirely
0: AI generated. Everything that's in crazy the video is generated.
1: The cat, the cat puts its the cat puts its palm on her nose and like her nose wrinkles up. Yeah, and then these also so have it's, the it, So the whole thing. But yeah. If you, so they if show you the prompts, prompts, and then it shows you the result.
0: If you pause a lot of these videos, you will see tons of imperfections all over the place. Mm -hmm. So at first glance, they look amazing, and they are. But again, in two weeks, a lot of these imperfections are going to start to go away. Just like the weird hands that used to happen with the AI photos. People with like eight fingers and all this stuff. So this is extremely impressive.
1: And it's not even out yet, guys. This is the crazy part that whatever imperfections you may even spot that are hard to spot... That's all going to be fixed. Yeah. I think my my most... One I was most impressed with was the snowy scene in Tokyo with people walking by the open-air market. That was crazy because it was just like... There's like dozens of people in the shot and they're all different. You know, it's not like it's the same person multiplied a million times. It's just everyone's different. They're all wearing different layers, different jackets, different colored clothes. And they're walking... Like towards the camera and crossing the camera, like in all different directions, like that. Yeah. If you told me, dope. if you told me that was, if you told me that was stock footage, <laughs> from a stock footage side, I'd believe it.
0: Yeah, it'll pass. And I think, I think OpenAI already has a partnership with with Getty, I believe, because I think those are the first. That would be one of the first inter- industries to kind of be wiped out because users can just generate their own b-roll but there is some partnership with open ai getty images i don't know what the partnership entails but people are just trying to hold on for deal life a lot of these companies i've even used it not this obviously this i haven't been able to get my hands on this yet but the other day i was on i was shooting a video for a client And there were some screens with a graphic in the back that he wanted out of frame, but the frame was really good and I didn't want to change the frame, but I knew that if if I bring a still of that into Photoshop, I can use AI to basically get rid of those screens and make, put whatever I want there and then import that into Premiere and, and edit the video and keep the same frame that I originally wanted. So it is stepping into video production little by little if you're... Disney or these bigger studios I'm sure you're you're at the forefront of this technology but it's certainly going to change cinema we just you know don't really know how yet everyone is just concerned about authorship and you know actors writers animators kind of what happens to
2: those guys they also don't want they don't want to use open tools they want to use, they want to make sure that they're keeping the the film industry that they're using their own tools and not relying on an open. Because when they do projects, they want to do it in their control and want to own everything and not using an outside, you know, publicly accessible animation tool.
1: Just real quick from the Tyler interview, he mentioned, they asked him what in particular was shocking to him about his capabilities. And he's not like expressing about going all in and doing like an entire movie or entire scenes or anything like this. He just iterized or emphasized that he would no longer from seeing the video he's stating, he would no longer have to travel to locations. If he wanted to do a scene in the snow in Colorado, he'll just write it in text or he would be able to write it in text. If he wanted to write a scene on the moon, he could just put in the text prompt. So, you know, he's sounds like he's he's not seeing it as like a complete replacement of things, but he's seeing it as like, you know, instead of going location scouting and moving the set to a different location for shooting, like you could just do it on a green screen or something and put that over it.
0: Yeah, in a way you can kind of see this, you know, technology is moving much faster than anything before in terms of the visual effects industry, but you can see it as like a green screen when that was invented. And now the most recently, those studio that Disney, I think Disney was the first one to have, where it's just like a, a panoramic sort of virtual background. They shot a lot yeah. of Mandalorian on that. This is just like another evolution, but it's, it feels, feels like it's not only adding to the scene, it's, it's just sort of, you know, it's not erasing anything, but it's making a lot of the industry obsolete potentially
1: yeah and you know you're gonna have your couple people that just go off the rails with it and just completely replace everything and just abuse the hell out of it yeah yeah
0: i I did see just like again i did see someone say that they they're they 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 they, they wrote a five minute short film that won like best ai short film so you're gonna start seeing things like that Maybe you see at the Oscars or award shows like AI being integrated in one way or another. Best use of AI. I don't know. Best AI character. I'm not sure, but it's going to sort of get into the industry in a more public way.
1: All right, guys. Last week, this weekend, was also the season finale of True Detective. A lot of mixed results. A lot of disappointed people. Like that was that was last Sunday or this Sunday? I think it was last Sunday. Yeah. So yeah, within the week. Yeah, you know, yeah. Within this past week. Yeah, no, it took me a while to catch up anyway. Still current. I I had to watch two episodes back to back. I was two episodes behind also. What do you guys think, man? Scott, Season you... Season finale. Scott, start it off because you were the first one to finish it before anyone else and you had your thoughts on you it. You said
0: it was whack.
1: I don't know. Yeah, you kind of you kinda made up my mind going into it, so I was looking at little
2: details after. Well how comments. Do, how did I make go up ahead. your well refer, how did I make up your mind? Did I make up your mind to watch it or not to watch it?
1: No, you didn't. Just when I watched it, I'm like I when I was watching it I was looking and like just looking to make myself disappointed.
0: And I know exactly the scene that
2: where that happened. But Scott, go ahead. I truly don't even remember <laughs> I was, you know I
1: it was very yeah. forgettable, yeah. man. I'm not gonna lie. It was. I got to dig up my
2: my past weeks. Uh, yeah, the, the whole the whole season. I guess you can't call it a series. The whole the whole season. You know, it felt like it was gonna be one way, and it turned out to be a different way. Now, but, which way? wide up being just all of, uh, that I that I just lost interest in it. That the I was disappointed. I didn't find out why. What's her name was getting annoyed at the song. Did we, did that, did we, did, yes, did that ever get addressed? Yeah, that got addressed. That got addressed
0: like midway I, I missed it.
1: They're hinting, they they, the, the hint was that it brings up like painful memories of her child
2: that she lost. Yeah. But it wasn't, it, Yeah, it was on the surface as that. They, they didn't really go into great detail now.
1: I didn't ca- I didn't catch it at first, I only learned that through <laughs> watching cleaner video. So it oh, was it was hard to catch. It was hard to catch. Yes. But that's, I like that. You
0: I, I don't like where shows put everything on a silver platter for you. You have to invest. So I'm not I'm not I have no problem with that. I'm
2: fine with investing. Um, but anyway. I'm so fine Scott with continue. investing, but not making me have to do a, a whole Thesis research project and look up YouTube videos, but thankfully there are people that are really paying attention that will explain it. So that it, I would say, I would yeah. say it's like the the Cliff Notes for TV shows. I, used to... I think anytime you're getting into
0: this is not new, number one, but anytime you're getting into a mystery series on television, whether it be season one of True Detective, whether it's Lost whether it's x-files x-files yeah you're gonna have to dig a little bit beneath the surface and yes you're gonna have a lot of explainer videos on youtube but mm. that's why people gravitate towards those shows is because they're constantly chasing the next clue and they want to be part of the investigation with uh usually it's like some sort of law enforcement detective person so i feel like you weren't prepared for that scott <laughs>
2: <laughs> you didn't know scott, did the, you did you feel... know the show had homework well, you know what <laughs> Scott, I'm already see- home, so I don't want work. If I'm already home watching a show, the writers should put everything on a silver platter, make everything make the show interesting and engaging, and don't make it feel like my eyes are going in five different directions to have to figure out what's going on, and then get grossed out, and yeah, then yeah. get grossed out by the the ice skating rink.
1: <laughs> okay. Good take. Good take, Scott. You're home and you don't want to do work, so. Homework isn't good for you, <laughs> but I, I, I get I get a sense Thank of what you're you. feeling. Thank you for summing it, that up. Similar, Thank you for summing that up. It's it's similar to how I felt after the finale, where I felt like the show started off really high up and then sort of declined episode exactly. by episode, exactly. Leading to probably the last episode, which is probably the, in my opinion, probably the worst, and most boring out of all six episodes of the season. So yeah, it started. Started off on a high note. I think it kind of declined episode by episode. The second to last episode, I think, was really good. Or was it the third to last? The one where, uh, where they, find they had that. that crazy ending. The kid kills his father and all that. That was second to last. Yes. Yeah,
0: that was really good. That was really good stuff.
1: Yeah. I think my my biggest gripe with this season finale is that they teased connections with season one. They teased more of this like supernatural cult well, it's not supernatural underworld cult it's worship indigenous type
0: sort of supernatural
1: element and i think they teased at it being very largely connected to the events of season 1 they even revealed that Colt's father was involved in this season in a flashback or whatever and yeah yeah that stuff led that stuff led nowhere you know it, there wasn't really a connection to season 1 it was kind of like they they teased it, they got you hyped about it, and they just didn't finish off with it, you know? Instead, it was like, whatever this thing is, it's causing, like, visions to happen to these to certain people, and that's it. Like, But what are you trying to tell me? Because that wasn't what we got from season one. From season one, we got that it was like this secret society cult that's been around for years, that this family's like a central figure of that you know it's involved with like "quote unquote freaking like elements of satanic worship and stuff like that and demon stuff but you know I thought they were going to link more to that but didn't happen so yeah that was my biggest gripe with it
0: i i'm glad they i'm actually glad they didn't so you know maybe they sh- they didn't have to nod towards season 1 you know, I think the director saying she was sort of paying homage to, to the early work of the series, which that's fine because she's a huge fan and she can do that. I think if she were to go all in, it would just create a complete wormhole where then you would have to invest so much time in the show and story to dedicate it to tie everything back. So I'm glad it was just these subtle hints and not, not dragging us that way. That would have taken away from the show.
1: Why refer to it at all then? Why I even think it's try to link? She's to a this? Fan. Why not just why not just make it a standalone? Keep it as a standalone. Yeah, season, different story. And yeah, yeah. No I
0: think it still to. is a standalone thing. Like you can, there's not enough to to say. Oh, this is part of season one or the characters. There's little hints, but, I'm So I'm okay with that because it doesn't really weigh. You know, there's no there's no sort of question marks remaining. I agree that the series wasn't that good. I just didn't always understand character motivations. I didn't really understand the history or the relationship between the two main characters all the time. Like they had a, a shady history or, 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 you know, they clearly worked together. But, you know, when they talked about, they're basically, their relationship revolved around killing that guy Wheeler. But I felt there should have been more exploration there they were good on screen together I think the ending I was disappointed because I just I didn't buy it my biggest disappointment was the cleaning ladies being the one that ultimately like had these guys killed and I'm just like wait what is going on like I'm not buying this for a second I just thought that was very silly and I thought you know a lot of the the series was about you know, culturally things are very hot, and so it's about women in positions of power, and then you know all the men in the show are pretty much enemies or allies, and pretty much all of them are are enemies in the show. And I thought it was subtle up until that moment when you have all the cleaning ladies killing all the men who were not developed at all. I thought that was jumping the shark for me. I was like you. I was still okay with everything and I think everything makes sense and those are stories that should be told from different perspectives. But I thought that that moment when the cleaning ladies pulled out the shotguns and drove these guys into the middle of nowhere Arctic, I thought that that, that was silly to me.
1: It was kind of a bait and switch at that point. Like We've been led to believe the whole season up until that point that they died of mysterious supernatural causes and then when they explained the reveal... That they just got ran out of their research lab naked into the cold and froze was kind of that was a letdown that was, i felt like that was a bait and switch
0: it was and i don't mind the bait and switch but make it make it worth it because this i mean killed so the scientists killed they were the ones that ended up killing annie but if you look at that scene like she finds their lab she starts destroying some of their research and then they all just become rabid and murder her? Like, that made no sense whatsoever. Like, not no one sense guy try to hold them back. Not
1: one guy was like, wait a minute, we're murdering no, people now? No sense. And also, her case was, they had assumed up until that point that it was the miners and the people working in the mine that, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff she was protesting was going to take their livelihood away. Right. It right. wasn't it didn't have anything to do with the, the researchers. researchers. I like that set. It had to do with the actual mine mining the mining companies the, the miners. Not the researchers. So why'd they again, you know, they kinda like bait and switched and made it that the researchers killed her when up until this point we were led to believe that it was the people that she was protesting against.
0: Yeah, but being to led mining. to believe something and then having it pulled out. I'm okay with that as long as it makes sense, as long as I can say, oh, I should have saw that coming. But I feel like in this one. But it didn't make sense. Exactly. It made no sense. I mean, so the reason the the scientists' research was being advanced by the pollution in the water. So they were allowing the water in the town to get polluted. That's why they were having all these stillborns and all these people dying. The scientists were allowing that to happen in order to advance their research, which is fine. (laughs) That's great. I mean, kind of. There's other ways to, to, you know, get what you need out of Perma for us, but just the way it was tied up—the murder, then the the cleaning ladies
2: with the guns—like to me, it kind of fell up there. They just didn't. It's yeah, a lot up. to have packed into s- six episodes, I believe. But I thought, I thought it, yeah. I thought the the. Could it it could have used an extra episode
0: yeah. or two, honestly. Or they just cut the fat with yeah. all the back flash, yeah. flashbacks. Just cut. I don't think the I would have wow.
2: survived another two or three episodes. But I think what got me into it is the dynamic of the character Hank, Liz, and then we realized that Peter, what that they were a family dynamic, and then that just died off, right from like. No, they weren't a family. Well, there was a family dynamic there that they were constantly making comments about each other.
1: Yeah. Oh, I see. Bickering, going back and forth at each other, holding grudges against each other. And And then that just,
2: like, they sidelined that really quickly when this, when this other, you know, when, what's her name? Evan Evangeline just came in. (laughs) And then her and Liz just, like, became buddies to, like, let's solve this case and let's sideline the the whole storyline of the main characters from the first episode and a half i mean yeah those two
0: are the main characters scott hank is i a know. main character i think hank is sure. a hank is a yes. good character and he you know he maneuvers in and out and i think he makes sense in that role he ultimately betraying them and i think his son is actually one of the best characters in the show just because he has probably the, the only character in the show with a moral compass mm-hmm. so yeah i think just in general i was disappointed overall with the series i don't have a huge gripe with the intention that isa lopez wanted to you know however she wanted to make the show i thought that was fine i thought it was entertaining i just felt the end kind of fell flat it never really hit a high high i think Pedro, to your point the penultimate episode was really good and also i liked the second episode when they really the investigation got going
1: uh, yeah but yeah, it was a gradual decline. Were you the one that mentioned that you read somewhere that the the show's original director producer was like upset at this?
0: Yeah, yeah, Nick Pizzolatto or something. So he's the original right. writer of se- season one, two, and three. And yeah, he started going on his Instagram and kind of bad mouthing the show. He's not involved with this season. He's still on at credit as an executive producer but he's not involved in any anything regarding the show. So he started badmouthing the show online which started like you know, I think the show or the season the season, mm-hmm. he, this season. he didn't he thought, you know, he mocked them tying the sh- the season to season 1. Okay, he started amplifying fan voices that hated the show and just, you know, neg- really negative stuff. And it just created like this this cloud over the show a little bit especially towards the end i didn't really like that i think you know i think professionally speaking you just shut up let 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 somebody work and then if you have an opinion you can certainly speak to you can certainly speak your mind but then to amplify people mm-hmm. and to create this like culture of like people who believe or who are with him versus people who are fans of the show and i think also People forget that he wrote season two, which was complete garbage and everybody hated it, but it did not get any flack. I mean, it did, especially in the press, but there was no fan, huge fan reaction because he benefited from the
2: fact that people weren't as online back then. I was just going to say it was a different Uh, time that people were not, people were still talking at a physical water cooler about shows. They weren't going to the virtual online water cooler as they are now. Yeah, except nobody was talking about season two
0: because nobody was watching Yes. It. But I think, like, to stop beating around the bush, basically this guy, basically anyone watching who was like, I don't want shows about women or indigenous people or where the white guy is the bad guy, those voices were amplified by this guy, Nick Pizzolato, and it became, like, almost like right wing versus left wing, and it's just like, dude, let's just enjoy the show, or if you don't like it, just don't watch it. But, like, you don't need to create all this ridiculousness.
1: You, you don't need to politicize everything. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. On the on quick, that note, last... Just stuff. a nice Whoa.
0: little... Look, I didn't love the show either, but as a nice slam dunk for Issa Lopez, who, who's the creator and the writer, highest rated finale, highest rated season for the show. It got renewed for season five, and they're bringing her back. That's not great. to say great. you know they can change the setting or brand new characters. I'm sure, but HBO is bringing and, it back. And how do they,
2: she goes, how do they rate it? Is yeah. that based on people watching on HBO or people watching on Max? Because I, I, I think all of us watched. I just all of I us saw. watched it on Max. We didn't actually watch it on HBO Live. That's great because I don't think anyone
1: can complain about the direction, the the, the show itself, or any of the content. Just. The way things were tied up at the very end is i think where most people are disappointed yeah it just didn't yeah, really hit this everything everything was out el- everything else was good everything else was great but you know what it's a, it's a common trend nowadays where you just you know season finales or series finales are just disappointing nowadays it's yeah. just it's a common it's a common trend it's nothing specific to this show or to the writers or producers of this show it just Happens all the time ever since Game of Thrones, you know, dropped the stinker. It's very commonplace, it's hard to get like a well finished off series, you know, like the lone exception being like uh, Better Call Saul or something, yeah. So, yeah, it's not easy to make great television, yeah. And they've just been on a bad roll of doing bad finales. But, main topic, main movie we all watched to ten- this week, Blackberry. I know when I mentioned it, I think Bruno, you had a second guess about whether you wanted to watch this or not because it's. Mm -hmm. it's We had discussed this movie back.
0: We discussed this movie a while back. I I immediately dismissed it, and I think, I was gonna actually, I had actually had posed this question for the end of the segment, but I'll bring it up now. I dismissed it because I, I was kind of fed up with these types of biopics where it's like, let's focus on like a specific year or a specific trend or a specific topic. This movie reminded me very much of Tetris that we watched last year. It's almost the same.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I think this was better than Tetris. I like this movie. I ended up, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish your thought, but to summarize, I enjoyed this movie.
1: No, nah, I mean that was that was my thought. My thought was to throw it to you to see what your thoughts what your thoughts were, from initial mentioning of this movie and trailer to actually watching it, because I've spoken to a few people that have watched it and everyone's really liked it. So yeah,
0: it's so yeah. I was pretty dismissive. Ice, and I think I mentioned it earlier that I watched it in two parts, and the reason for that is because I just threw it on when I was like doing something. I was I was trying to do something on my computer and i just threw it on and i was basically gonna gauge okay if this holds my attention i'll watch it if it doesn't i'll skip it and it it held my attention immediately so i ended up pausing the movie and saving it for the next night but i didn't expect it to be as funny as it was it wasn't it's laugh out loud funny just because the characters are so like sometimes like like cartoon versions of themselves i would i would imagine mm-hmm. and at the same time I, th- I thought the characters were kind of one-dimensional let me see if i
1: can pull up the
2: cast. is this
1: here. do you guys think this movie is rightly
2: tagged comedy mm, no i wouldn't say so completely i there were moments i thought were funny I, I, but I, I wasn't i, I wouldn't say it was a comedy yeah
1: i didn't think it was a comedy either but it's labeled as a comedy on a- hulu or wherever it's streaming and that was one of the reasons i you know i I asked my wife if she wanted to sit down and watch this movie and she said no i'm not in the mood for a comedy (laughs) well (laughs) that's it that's it i watched it by myself
2: watching it by yourself
1: and i i i mean this did not hit me as a comedy at all like there were some you know there were some funny bits to it but i don't understand why it was labeled a comedy if anything this is more closely more like more closely related to like the Jobs movie or something
2: from a few years back where whatever. It is. I love the reference. I love I, the past references of the movie, how they you would see people using a stylus. And then it's what you were saying, Bruno, that it, it felt like it was I think it was good. You watched it in two parts because it felt like when the iPhone was announced, oh, excuse me, when iPhone was announced, that felt like a whole nother part <laughs> because the amount of them going up and Mm -hmm. up and up as they were in their prime, all of a sudden iPhone was announced by Steve Jobs, and it's like, okay, we're just going to continue doing the same thing we were doing. Nothing's changing.
0: Yeah, I think the movie was kind of broken into three chapters, if I remember correctly. So there was the first chapter where they meet, I'm trying to find a casting, they basically meet Glenn Horton's, character who's the bald guy and then they go to market and they get they strike the deal with AT&T and then like chapter two it cuts to I think I think 2003 and that focused more on growth stability in the market stability in the network in particular and then the last chapter was 2007 dealing with the iPhone announcement and how AT&T was ultimately pulling the plug and you know, Mike had a sort of a bit of a mental collapse and in, in, in an irrational response to that by allowing manufacturing to move over to China for the BlackBerry Storm, which was ultimately a huge failure as a product.
1: I wonder how much storms are going for on eBay right now. I want to test one out. That was their only, or according to the movie, that was their only phone with a screen, right? With an, a
0: with touch a, screen.
1: Without the keypad, I I'm not sure. Yeah, that was the, that was the last straw for them. They released that, and you know the manufacturing was so poor that it, you know they had to. I think I read that they had to like refund or yeah like re- replace like so many of them. So I can't see them. I can't see that they even released anything else after that. So I'm assuming that was their last one.
0: Yeah, that was probably their last one. I mean, they don't exist anymore. This movie is is their last remaining memory.
2: Last time we But I, I looked up BlackBerry yeah. still exists. Uh, did BlackBerry, you guys, The company still exists, but not in the same form.
1: They do still exist. Yeah. What do they do? They're a cybersecurity company now. Oh damn! They do software. They're actually they're actually pretty big. Oh yeah, on the phone hardware side, they that was mm-hmm. their last draw. Uh, okay. All right, so, did but, you guys did you guys by any chance own a BlackBerry? I never did. I never had the privilege. You never did? No. You seem, you seem like the type of person, Bruno, that would definitely own us. Uh, I was broke, son. My Blackberry. first, first smartphone.
2: I, I had a Sprint flip phone. I didn't need one. I didn't need a smartphone. My first, My first smartphone was an iPhone. Were, I didn't need. Well, anything. I didn't. Th- I, I didn't. Sky. I was. I was not into texting really. In up until you know, eventually in two thousand and seven, when I got the iPhone.
1: What was your phone before an iPhone? Just like a well, regular flip phone, well, phone, like Sprint. I or was.
2: I was AT and T all the way, and still AT and just bounced around from Singular. And you guys just have an outage recently. They're... I was not affected. I was I, um, affected. I, I had that AT T Wi Fi issuing everybody $5. the AT T <laughs> Wi Fi calling. That that's that. It was the it was the SOS that came up on the screen when oh, went, yeah. cellular connections. I
1: I did own a BlackBerry. I didn't own the like super business professional like big ones that were really popular, like those Palm Pilot size ones. I didn't own that. I owned like the smaller, more like consumer level one. It was just like a small like brick version like the Nokia one. Oh, remember okay. those? Yeah, and yeah. At least like a like a small like consumer
2: oriented. And then there was the Pong Then there was, was the palm Pilot, but that wasn't a phone, that was just an organizer. Nobody had that. That was ass. <laughs> yeah, that was nobody. That's that. what I was saying there was. I do uh, right. remember the
0: BlackBerry Bold. Yes. So they 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 mentioned the Bold as a big release slate and they kind of make fun of it because it just has like the little scroll thing but the bold was actually a really nice phone
1: yeah that was like their last really good phone that they had the trackpad
2: right yeah the The little trackpad
0: yeah they minimize it in in the film but it was actually i know a lot of people that had that it was yeah it was pretty i think i
1: had the i think i had the version before that but yeah i thought this movie was good man like you bruno i threw it on thinking like you know let me see if this is something i'm gonna stick with or not and i think that's how a lot of people probably got into this movie and after It has a good start to it, a good pace, good buildup, the style, the stylization of it. And of course, you know, the, the retro nineties touch to it is definitely going to keep people interested. It did me. And yeah, speaking of, I, I, I thought it, I thought, I thought they, my only gripe with the movie was that when they moved towards like 2003, you didn't get a very good sense of transition between time. Because it looked the same as it did, like, back when the movie started in, like, 93, 96. Yeah. And you got the, you got this guy still wearing, like, a headband. Still yep. wearing, like, like. Did, did this guy really, did they? Did, so, like, nothing changed except this guy. What's his name's hair? His hair got more the gray.
0: Fashion sense didn't change. What changed was they opened the scene with, yeah, what is the guy's name? The, the guy who wanted to buy the the penguins.
1: I gotta get his name. The character. Was it Larry? No, you're talking about Glenn Howerton's character. Yeah, what's his name? That was uh, Jim Basili Balsley. Okay.
0: Yeah, Jim Balsley, Balsley. When it, it when it cuts to 03, it opens with the a Strokes song, and I'm like, wait, we're not. You know, I realize that, and it's Balsley pulling up in the BMW, and I'm like, is he playing the Strokes? And then because. You know, if it's either, like, coming from the car or it's just, like, an overall soundtrack, but when he turns off the engine, the song mm-hmm. stops, I was like, damn, Paul Seeley playing these drums. But that's when I was like, okay, we're in the 2000s now because that album had just come out. But yeah, visually, I thought, I just,
1: Yeah, I thought they could have switched up the style, stylization a bit to show the different era. Because
0: um, they did for the 2007. Of- that looked, like, higher definition.
1: I didn't even catch that, honestly. I I just I thought each part of the movie, you know, different points in time, could have used a different stylization to just show, to break it up a bit. But was it how old was this guy Mike, bro? Because back when everything started in the nineties, this guy had like gray hair, but he's supposed to be like a college dropout.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the gray hair situation is. It feels like a really, it looks like a bad wig. I don't know if it's a wig, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's just one of those guys who graze early. He didn't look bad. He just couldn't tell how old he was. But he was... I, I found a little frustration in how, like, cowardly and squirmy he was. Where It's like he couldn't even put two words together sometimes. I thought that was a little bit of a wild exaggeration. Almost like he had like, some kind of mental deficiency, but which I'm sure is not true of the person. I did like how this thing was shot it felt like the office in many ways where the camera was outside the room where the conversation was actually happening. And you had these, the framing was often really good. It was kind of like glass in between or like the edge of a door on the edge of the frame. I I did like that. Really cool. I did like that. And like these nice close-ups and like constant camera movement adjusting following sort of the actor's reactions. And they had like a nice color palette and film grain to it that visually, it just really appealed to me in the first two sections. So I thought that was a nice
2: touch. A nice touch to make it look different from other other things. They projected this organized chaos of somehow these guys were able to create this product, which, with this idea, they found the solution, the key to the solution to create a smartphone and the that it wasn't so structured somehow they were able to do what they were doing and and it to a certain at a certain level and showing them outside of rooms really allowed you to see that yeah
1: yeah they i like that scott i like that scott organized uh organized you say organized organized chaos?
2: chaos chaos They were a- I like the scene. They were able. <laughs> but I love the moments where it's like, "Oh, we need it. We need a. We need a month. Like, no, no, no. You're gonna work on this now." <laughs> they're, they're like,
0: "Yeah, he was. He was great yeah. in that role. He was always yes. in a bad mood. Always. Stop always. acting like children. Um, <laughs> always get adults to come." I in. like the scene. The scene where he's with AT and T and they bring in the prototype, and the guy, the CEO, is is. He's like holding it, typing it with his index finger, and he's like, no, try with your thumbs. And like, it's a pretty revolutionary moment, you know, cause I think we all unconsciously started typing with our thumbs, but to see it sort of being instructed and, and, and seeing it on, on screen is, is, I don't know, I thought it was pretty cool. The only thing I was like a, raising an eyebrow toward was the whole thing with Jim buying the hockey teams and I, that came out of nowhere yes. and then it led to nothing at the same time but they didn't really give you any sort of hint at what was going on so i thought that was the only part that was kind of strange and it exists on an island well they itself.
1: they labeled him as like a big hockey fan from the beginning yep um but oh, i get that he was doing i guess he was doing this behind their backs and kind of just added a little bit of a worminess to his character yeah because You know, he was all in on... what. Maybe he wasn't all in on this, you know? He said he left his job in order to work with them, but in reality, he actually got fired. And that's why he went to work with these guys in the first place. Well, it's certainly... Um, So, yeah, he was just sneaky and doing stuff behind their back and just, you know, trying to use whatever money he was making at that time off BlackBerry to follow his passion, which was actually owning a hockey team. Yeah, which is not even a
0: bad thing, like do you you got money to buy a hockey team like that's great so i didn't i didn't really understand that he was also dodging the sec that whole time which you know that was a nice thread that 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 led to a nice ending at scene at the end
1: i liked it so i'm seeing i have pulled up on ebay right now there's some blackberry bolds going anywhere from twenty dollars to eighty dollars all in good
2: but what are gonna do it when you get it what are you gonna do with it you can't use it. I have no idea. That? I'm just It's just a collector's know, if Somebody, label,
1: if, if people were feeling nostalgic after this, like I was, and you got like 30 bucks to throw down the drain, you can. <laughs> you could
2: experience Blackberry. that famous BlackBerry click sound. Exactly. that, that you thing need felt the click. Good, though, I, you know I what? Can't lie.
1: I, well, you guys didn't. You guys didn't have it, so I don't know that I saw good, other it, people. It, it's I like, saw
2: other people. I hated. I saw, I saw other people do it. I hated the click. <laughs> oh, God. God. It's, it's it's like a, the home button on a.
1: But on that's a, a feel. It's not a. It's that's satisfying. a very well.
2: Now that we don't have the home button anymore, that satisfy satisfaction is gone. If you have the if you have a current model, so. I guess now we
0: just have to wait for the sidekick movie. So see, that, see that? would be well. That's a
2: dangerous story because didn't people's eyes get poked out when they people used to fling the phones? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't remember that. But I had a sidekick, and those were amazing could, too. Is, is those it, were, yeah, those wasn't were. Wasn't the whole thing around the same time? Wasn't as the this?
2: whole thing with the sidekick that you would, it it would you would fling it and it would open, and then you would fling it and it would close? No, you could. I mean, you hey, could just, maneuver like it, every, yeah. Flick it. Yeah, it with yes. one hand. Yeah, but it. it never flew out that much. It was just well. What about the what about the Motorola? The the whole time the Motorola Razor was out, that was the whole fancy, whole fancy thing that you had to spend a hundred dollars beyond, or two hundred dollars beyond the free phone that you can get. You get the Razor.
0: That one I had. I did have. I had the Razor. I had.
1: I had a Razor too. They still make Razors. I almost bought one recently too. When I when I thought about switching over to
2: Android. The fancier phones are the ones that were the flip phones. I always had the long Nokia Pill. Where it was just no no flip. It had all the buttons that were spongy, and you had the the fancy thing was that you had the three games that every Nokia phone had. Yeah, one being Snake. Yes, yes. But and then I think LG was one of the first companies that came out with a phone with a color screen. You know that makes me think.
1: Obviously, the movie hinted at that. The final nail in the coffin was the iPhone coming out for this, although there were other issues like the SEC and everything. But, you know, seeing how other phones, phone lines now like LG and Samsung have found success along with the iPhone dominating the industry, it's like what well, it makes me think like, why couldn't BlackBerry just, you know, stick to making just touchscreen phones and just being like the the competitor to it. one of the competitors to it because you know it's a saturated market there's tons of other phones there's like the one plus the oppos and all these other phones but i think one thing they failed to mention is google's android operating system software was also a big killer for them because that just opened it up you know that was like open source that just opened it up to a lot of these other companies coming into the game and stuff so it wasn't just apple but i feel like you know if they had the right funding And money, they could have probably remained or came back as a competitor, because Motorola died out for a few and they came back. There's there's but the
2: moment this, but the moment the smartphone came out, Apple is the only company that has their own devices, and they create the operating system. All of the phone makers right now, until until the Pixel, yeah, until the makers right now all the companies, they just make the physical device and they rely on Android for the operating system. BlackBerry yeah. was doing both. They were they they had the operating system yeah. and the device. But based on the way the movie portrayed the story, that they were too into their ways thinking, we are superior to Apple. Whatever they're coming out with is not going to catch on. And they stayed in the lane. They thought their product was what was going to be the prime ask of consumers but they later realize them you know trying to reduce manufacturing costs and not changing and adapting you know bought with them in the end yeah
1: yeah you gotta you gotta adapt to where the industry's going which ties back to sora ai and the industry adapting we're gonna leave it on that note thanks again see you guys later. later